Welcome to the Experience Evolution from Journey. We'll bring you insights from those in the industry, share discussions on how to best communicate and create memorable experiences for customers, and give you the best tools to thrive. Welcome to the Experience Evolution, brought to you by Journey. I'm your host, James Kept. While last year's holiday shopping season was like no other, the 2021 holiday season won't be playing by the rules either. As consumers look to engage with their favorite brands across all channels, retailers will need to find ways to bridge the gap between in-person and online to provide seamless experiences. For this discussion, I have with me two retail thought leaders. They are going to help break down the recent trends that will impact the upcoming holiday season with tips to ensure success. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce John Fetterman. John's the CEO of Journey. John, welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you again. Great to be back, James. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And joining John is Adam Percival. Adam is the national sales leader for Harry Rosen, an international men's boutique that delivers a curated selection of the world's top menswear from luxury designers for the modern man. Adam, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Doing very well, James. Thanks for asking. It's great to be here. Okay. 2021. We are approaching fall and soon, you know, we'll be headed into the holiday season. Stores are open again for the most part and pretty much restriction free. But uh, over the past several weeks with the emergence of the Delta variant, we, we could possibly be seeing somewhat of a return to some restrictions and masks. Uh, does this all, all of this uncertainty cloud the picture for what retail can expect for the holiday season? Uh, what are you seeing and what trends so far do you think are going to carry over and impact the holiday shopping season uh, for better or for worse? Yeah. So, uh, you know, for, from, from a journey perspective, let, let's talk about what's the same and then let's talk about what's different. Yeah. What's, what's the same as last year is that folks feel a need to, to engage on a personal level. They, they want to celebrate the holidays, but they want to do so safely. What's different than last year is everyone feels a little bit like a veteran. They feel like they've been there before. They feel like they've seen this movie. They feel like they know the ways that they can comfortably and safely find ways to get accomplished what they need to get accomplished. Mm. And so this year, what we're seeing is that there isn't the trepidation, will there be a holiday season? There isn't the concern, will I be able to get through my list? Right. The question really is, how do I do so in a way that I, again, I hit every box on that list, but I do so in a way that I don't endanger myself, Mm. my family, and then I think about the bigger picture, and that is, this is right now our new normal. Yeah. And so are folks going to be comfortable walking into a crowded environment where they're perusing merchandise shoulder to shoulder? Probably not. Mm. But is it as binary as we thought it was last year? I don't think so. And I think what leading retailers and leading consumers have discovered is there are ways to engage where you can protect your safety, get that experience of seeing and touching and feeling merchandise, and still go back to your family and feel that you've not endangered anyone. And that's really the, the sort of balance 
that retailers, that consumers, frankly, that, that, that all of us are feeling, whether it's retail or any other kind of engagement, what are the lines where you feel like you're in a, a safe zone? And where do you feel like perhaps you're at risk? And what we're finding is that it's not just a responsibility that we all have personally, but it becomes a brand responsibility. And, and that's what's so interesting in, in this year versus last year. Adam, what about you? What are you seeing? Because you know, you're, you're right there on, on the ground floor as a retailer. Um, what are you feeling the same? Yeah, I mean, those are excellent comments. And I'm not sure how cloudy the picture is in that we've worked so hard over this period to develop new strategies. Uh, we do see the trend of online shopping continue. There's no, you know, that is obviously not going away. Consumers want to shop where and when it's convenient to them. Uh, I do see appointment business continue to be very strong. They want to shop either at home or their office or online. Uh, to John's comments, I do see weekday business probably picking up, whereas it used to be very weekend heavy, I think, because of the crowds and the, you know, the traffic that may be anticipated in the malls during the holiday season. We'll see a little bit more spillover into the week. And I think for us, it's going to be just about these personalized and private appointments for customers to, to feel safe in, the, in this environment. Well, in the past year, it's estimated that more than 150 million new shoppers migrated online, with 79% indicating that they will continue that strategy. So retailers obviously cannot ignore those statistics. Uh, how do they capitalize on that and change their selling strategies to meet the expectations of the increase in online shopping? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really interesting point because even for in-store purchasing, Accenture recently released a study that said 90% of that in-store purchasing was researched online. Mm. So, so what does that tell you? It tells you that people want to make the time spent in the physical as, as focused and as ultimately productive as it can be. So as, as Adam described, Appointments and scheduling play a really big role, and that is that there will be some purchases, and 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 a lot of them being sort of CPG purchases, where you know if you want to buy a bar of soap, you can buy a bar of soap, but when you get to something that's personal and has nuance to it, sometimes the online experience alone doesn't suffice, and so what does a consumer do? Well, at a place like Harry Rosen, they have an opportunity to take that online shopping experience and say, look, I'd, I'd love to see, I'd love to touch, I'd love to feel the product. How do I do that in a way that is consistent with the commitment I'm making to myself and my family to be safe? Well, appointments give you that because not only are the stores managing occupancy, which is a vitally important component to this. But they're assuring through appointments that when that consumer walks in the door, there's an associate at the ready to give them undivided attention. And what that means is that that associate isn't getting pulled into other questions or concerns from other consumers. They're focused to make sure that that experience, that brand experience, is one that is singular from online to physical. And what that does is you're not just having a transaction. Harry Rosen's delivering an experience, and they've embraced that. 
And by delivering an experience, they're not only likely closing the sale, what they're likely doing is upselling more because of the kind of attention they're able to give to that consumer. And what they're likely doing through all our research is creating a lifetime value for that customer because they walk out of there not just feeling like they bought something, feeling like they've gone in partnership with a vendor of choice and had a great experience. That's a perfect place for a follow-up. Adam, so so talk to me about the experience at Harry Rosen and appointments. How how has this been working um, as the pandemic has unfolded and in terms of what you see the picture looking at like during the holiday season? Yeah, I mean, it's... um we really accelerated a lot of our online strategies. You know, we had to rethink how do we blend the experience that we offer this highly personalized experience in store? How do we blend that in the online environment as well? And a very important strategy that developed over the last year for us, for instance, was we created a team of online digital sellers effectively where they're engaging with customers that are just shopping online. So they may not have even been to our store before. They may be in a market where they can't access a Harry Rosen store, yet they're still continuing to get that personalized outreach. They have contact with, uh, you know, a professional that understands what the customer is looking for. You know, that's really been a leg up for us uh, through this period. Um, and, you know, one of the other trends that I saw uh, last year uh, was in terms of uh, Black Friday, uh, which is a big event in the United States. Uh, obviously, many people couldn't even go to a physical store location the day after Thanksgiving in the United States last year. Uh, some big box players did their best to pivot and offer uh, Black Friday deals, a lot of things online, and even you know Cyber Monday savings uh, were kind of moved up earlier or extended. Uh, but I, I still think a, a lot of that was pretty clunky. John, uh, how are retailers gearing up for Black Friday this year, uh, especially in light of the fact that you know, we've just been talking a lot about crowds and, and concerns, uh, is, is there an opportunity to differentiate themselves from other competitors by tapping in to experience shopping and appointment shopping? Because I, I see potential for some unique and exciting solutions here. Thoughts? Look, there's an energy to Black Friday. There's a wanting to be part of it, whether it's the uh, aggressive deals that some retailers offer, or whether it's simply the kickoff or spirit to, to the to the holiday season. Yeah, I agree. And and what we're seeing is that people missed it last year. They they exactly. missed that emotional kickoff to what's a, a season of fun and, and family. And so what we're seeing is that appointments are becoming front and center in terms of the way that retailers are marketing Black Friday. Retailers are also thinking about things like, as, as Adam described, remote appointments. How, how do you, if, if for those that are still reticent, how do you deliver that associate experience from somebody's living room? You can do that. There are other ways that people are looking to uh, sort of take advantage of the energy of Black Friday, whether it's creating a, a, a remote wine tasting in one retailer example whether it's creating a remote online makeup tutorial with another retailer example, whether it's combining um, the in-store experience with an online experience. In other words, giving an incremental discount for somebody who wants to come in store. 
um, often in that environment, there's a, a customer journey questionnaire, which talks about what are the kinds of things that you would think of in addition to this one product, which is why what we see with appointments is that the average basket size is anywhere from 60 to 80% higher than those that don't have an appointment. Hmm. So, you know, this is a, a lemon and the lemonade kind of opportunity for retailers. If they think about what they would have as their druthers, if there weren't COVID, it would be, I want a more engaged shopping experience. I want a consumer who has a, a mission, quote unquote, when they walk into my store and that they're giving us as the retailer an opportunity to show them our best. And so I think that what this era not only allows, but encourages is for retailers to put their best foot forward, give an experience that COVID or no COVID, Delta variant or not, they're going to think about their experience with Harry Rosen fondly. And they're going to look back to it being a retailer of choice, not only because they had an appointment, that, that's the mechanics of it. What it does for the Harry Rosen brand is it demonstrates that that retailer is cognizant of the issues of their consumer and they're proactively trying to serve them. That goes an awfully long way in terms of lifetime value. Now, now Adam, uh, what about your stores across Canada? Uh, are there any specific sales shopping days or events your team is prepping for pre-holiday? Uh, what kind of initiatives are you focused on and you know, what is your team doing for Boxing Day? first, let's say, this year? Well, uh, that's very classified information, James. I'm not sure if you have the security clearance for that. <laughs> We're in a very unique position right now. There's a lot of uncertainty on how men are to dress for occasions, how men are to dress for business. And we're able to capitalize with our expertise and our guidance. We have the right people. Uh, we can help find the right product. It, it will be a unique holiday season. Black Friday isn't just an, a U.S. holiday. We're seeing that creep more and more into the Canadian psyche. And, and we do see that as likely the new kickstart to the sale or promotional period for us for fall. And that's been a trend that's sort of been evolving over the last couple of years. Every every year, it seems to get more and more pronounced to the point where you're now walking the malls and you're seeing Black Friday signage as a pretty well standard uh, standard fare in, in retail stores. You know, we're always looking for ways to surprise and delight our customers. Uh, you know, we want to give them a reason to visit online uh, or in store throughout the entire season. So we don't try to focus too heavily on promotional activity or, or sale activity. Uh, we try to find you know these experiences that John is describing. Well, we, we know that physical shopping is not going the way of the dinosaur. Uh, the COVID asteroid wasn't quite that big. Uh, and I believe people are going to be excited, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the program, uh, to do holiday shopping in stores this season. Uh, you know, and it is, uh, I think as John said, you know, it's, a, it's like a traditional rite of passage. And, you know, shopping for a gift at a store can really be a personal and memorable experience for the shopper, um, you know, because it's a personal thing when people are shopping for that holiday gift that they're going to give somebody, you know, they're, they're attaching a lot of themselves into that. And uh, so they like to go and, and, and create memories. Uh, so with that omni-channel mindset, if retailers are doing their jobs right and capitalizing on the digital shopping experience, how do they carry that journey over into the stores to make the most brand 
impact this holiday season and give customers this uh, experience they truly want. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Omnichannel used to be a wish list. Now it's a requirement. And, and you know, as much as we talk about what's going on, you know, the MasterCard Spending Pulse study says that, you know, last month, 82% of all purchases happened in-store. Now, on the other hand, 18% being online is huge. It is huge. It's not going away. But neither is the relationship between a consumer and a physical store. And I think that what we're learning right now, uh, as much as we perhaps had some some misplaced or or or, or premature optimism uh, before the Delta variant reared its head, something like this can and will happen again. So the question isn't how do I get through this this time. The question is how do I set up my my business. So it has continuity and that we can stay a strong part of the model for our consumers when they're looking for products in our category. And, and the answer really comes down to, to this, I believe. It's a transparency in communication and mission. In other words, what Harry Rosen does and does so well is communicates to its consumers that they've got empathy for the dynamic and that they're responding not only with best-of-breed products, which they're so well-known for uh, all over, but they're responding with a best-of-breed technology stack, whether it's appointments, whether it's virtual queuing, giving folks the opportunity to actually sign up if there's occupancy limits so they can sit in their car until the, the occupancy is such that they're comfortable, whether it's curbside pickup, whether it's a combination of all of these things, at the end of the day, what we all have an obligation and responsibility to do is one, for, for the societal issues, we all have to play our part. And we all have to, you know, create a, an aura of safety wherever we are. But from a pure transactional perspective, it's an opportunity for brands like Harry Rosen to differentiate themselves and demonstrate, one, that they're not going to be competitively disadvantaged by technology, and two, the technology doesn't take the place of great product, great service, and great experience. Rather, it enables it. Adam, uh, so what else is Harry Rosen doing uh, to gear up for the holiday season and provide customers with that uh, better experience? Uh, I mean, you know, you'd said that you're kind of focused on year-round journeys for customers, but obviously you get a different traffic pattern uh, during the holiday season. Um, so, so what are you up to to make that customer journey a better one? I mean, it sounds like you've got a lot going on on the technology front. We sure have, and you know, it's really as John said, an enhancement to the experience. For us, as we know, the journey often starts online and we're looking for more and more ways to engage a customer online with a human element. You can speak to an expert directly about a product. Um, we're also looking for ways to put that appointment in their face, if you will, online, where you're, if you're looking at something and you, and you want to go and see it right away, we're trying to make that easier and easier. So we're looking for those touch points. Uh, speaking to, you know, this queuing 
we've even added QR codes to the front of our stores, for instance, which is something we never would have thought of in the past where, you know, a new customer, if they don't have an, a relationship with us or don't have someone that they can seek out, can actually just scan with their phone and book an appointment with an advisor. It gives them the opportunity to engage before they come into the store so that we can be ready for their arrival. Or, uh, you know, as, as mentioned, if, if there's a queue or a line that they, they want to bypass, this is an opportunity for them to do so. Another important, very recent development for us was the creation of wish lists, wish lists uh, at HaleyRosen.com, where a customer can go in, put together their own wish list. This wish list can be shared maybe with their significant other, but it can also be shared with their primary advisor. You know, there can be an interaction that, that engages both ways uh, using our website. So it's, it's about that human element and that, you know, customer-centric, customer-first type of experience. You know, it's funny that you just mentioned that because there's something that traditionally, I think, in the wedding space, people have been adding wish lists for for wedding gifts for years, and people are used to that. But why not? Why not be doing this uh, for other things? It seems like a no brainer to me. You know, so and yet you're mentioning something that I don't think a lot of retailers uh, are are doing, or maybe they're just getting started with it. Uh, so I think that's a really smart uh, thing, especially on the holidays. You know, you aren't buying your own gift, but you might want to, you know, go in and say, you know, you, you, you try out what you want, then you can make a list and give all the information for those who might want to buy those outfits for you. Uh, I, I think that's a win. Yeah, for sure. Uh, now, John, you know, as much as you can reveal, uh, we're talking a lot about, you know, booking customer appointments to enhance the retail experience. Uh, is there anything else uh, unique or exciting that you're hearing of that uh, any of your retail customers are doing around customer appointments for this holiday season or, um, you know, anything unique that might get uh, customers pumped for a higher level of shopping uh, during the busy hustle and bustle between end of October and start of January? Yeah, I mean, look, there, there, there are a bunch of things. And I, I think I mentioned a few of them, things like tutorials on makeup and things like wine tastings. And those things will continue to expand as the definition of what it means to engage with a retailer changes. Um, I think most importantly is that where this was considered, and when I say this, the integration of channel, of your digital channel to your physical uh, in-person channel, where it was a clunky process, simply by dint of usage and familiarity, it no longer is. Where it was, hey, these guys are offering this cool service, it's almost flipped on its head where, you mean you're not offering appointments? And, and it's become a competitive disadvantage to not. And so I think what we're, what we're seeing isn't so much a, a differentiation this year from last year in terms of available technologies, but I think that there's more of an expectation from the consumer that they'll have these options. I, I don't know about you, but if you walk around in any of the, um, you know, sort of outdoor malls where you uh, aren't sort of in a, in a physical roofed mall area, but there's so many of these uh, around uh, North America right now that are, you know, many of the chains and they're sort of a walking park of stores. What it, what just stuns me is what Adam described. How many of them have QR codes on the front door? How many of them are describing their appointment uh, philosophy and strategy? How many of them uh, are effectively telling you up front 
that many of their associates will be booked with appointments so as to not uh, leave folks with the misimpression that they're going to get the same kind of uh, ability to get the attention of an associate as as perhaps it was pre-pandemic. And what I'm seeing and hearing from, from our retailers, and we have hundreds of them, um, um, amongst which we're thrilled to work with Harry Rosen, but what we're hearing from so many of them is just how quickly consumers have embraced it as the norm. Yeah, I mean, when when consumers like something, they're going to ad- adapt it pretty quick. I would say, you know, I mean, they're they're pretty quick judges of what they like and what they don't like. As we wrap up today, I, I want to give each of you uh, an opportunity to share any final thoughts about this holiday shopping season. Uh, Adam, I'd like to hear from you first. Sure. You know, I the reason I love this business is because it's forever changing, and this holiday season, uh, we can expect that absolutely to continue. Uh, it should be like and unlike any other. Uh, we need to continue to be agile. We need to maintain our focus on service first and really find ways not only to engage with our own people, but to engage with customers. And I think that's what's going to allow us to to push through and, and continue to be successful. And John, take us home. Final thoughts. Yeah, I, Adam said it really well. <laughs> yeah, the, the only constant is change. Uh, and the differentiation between those that win and, and those that, that struggle is how uh, adaptable you can be as the consumers themselves have demonstrated they're infinitely adaptable. Mm. And, and they will make their choices based upon what's right for them and their families and their safety. So the one thing I would say is that for retailers, and we talk about this all the time in our best practices sessions, is communicate. Communicate your commitment to safety. Communicate your willingness to give an environment that provides comfort and security. And communicate that this isn't the last of your innovation. Because all we're hearing about is more turmoil in a world that we thought couldn't have any more turmoil. And it's up to us to be that calming element. And if we're going to be competitive as retailers, if we're going to demonstrate to our consumers that we appreciate where they're coming from and that we're looking for a long-term partnership, it really comes back to that basic tenant of communication. And so that's what I would really suggest folks keep top of mind. Well, I'm now excited to start my holiday shopping, and I hope uh, you watching and listening are too. Uh, my guest today have uh, been Adam Percival, National Sales Leader at Harry Rosen, and John Fetterman, CEO of Journey. Adam, if folks want to reach out and learn more about Harry Rosen, where should they go? Uh, we would love to welcome them to any one of our beautiful stores across Canada, first and foremost. Uh, but I would definitely encourage everyone to have a look at harryrosen.com. That's really where you're going to find all the information. You have the ability, as I say, to connect with us and reach out to us. And we would love to hear from you. And John, if people are looking to learn more about experiential relationship management, taking that journey is as easy as four letters, J-R-N-I and a .com afterwards, correct? You got it. (laughs) Great. Journey.com. Adam and John, it's been a pleasure speaking with you both. Likewise. Thank you for having me.
That's all the time we have for this episode, but I want to thank you once again for tuning in to the Experience Evolution brought to you by Journey. We'll be back with more great content and thought leadership, but until then, I'm your host, James Kent. Let's talk again soon.